shit. I'm sorry. I was in a meeting. The following episode of the Walking Dead podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible.com is the premier source of spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet. Choose from their extensive catalog of over 215,000 audio programs from leading audiobook publishers, comedy specials, magazine and newspaper publishers, business information providers, as well as many other products. Audible is also the preeminent provider of spoken word audio podcasts for Apple's iTunes Store. In addition to audio programs from outside publishers, Audible.com introduces Audible Studios. Matching the most imaginative and esteemed authors with the world's best performers, including Academy Award winners, respected stage actors, and Juilliard graduates, Audible Studios produces a diverse catalog of engaging audio ventures for every age. Sign up today for your free, no-obligation trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash dead. You'll get a free audiobook, and you'll be helping to support The Walking Dead podcast. So head on over to audibletrial.com forward slash dead and start a new adventure today. And now, we're pleased to present the latest episode of The Walking Dead Podcast. And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. It's The Walking Dead Podcast. Got any advice for me? Yeah, I'd say make a run for it. This is The Walking Dead Podcast, a podcast dedicated to The Walking Dead television show on AMC and The Walking Dead comic from Image Comics. Come on, come on! So sit back, relax, and join the herd. And the only thing we gotta do is kill every last one of them. And hell followed with him. Okie dokie. Brought this on yourself, Rick. See, I was willing to work with you. All you had to do was follow a few very simple rules. Now, well, now I see that you've got to go. Scorched Earth, you dick! He's not home. Oh, holy shit! Everybody hold your fire, it's calm. Welcome to another episode of The Walking Dead Podcast. I'm Scott, and here with me is the one, the only, the man about town, Mr. Gary, the only man I know that has a brand of medicine named after him. (laughs) Hey, actually, uh, that reminds me of a funny anecdote. Uh, Did I ever tell you that story about how uh, when I was younger, we tried to get money from Allegra for using our name? No, I I don't recall that, but do tell. (laughs) So, uh... My father, just on a whim one time, uh, after uh, the Allegra company started making their uh, pharmaceuticals and gaining popularity, he called them up and said that uh, he wanted royalties for using our name. And they basically laughed at him. And then he called again. And he's like, no, really, you know, like, uh, you know, that's our name. I think I deserve a little something. And they're like, well, sir, <laughs> it's a company name. We weren't using your name um, but, you know, we'll send you something for 
your efforts or whatever, you know, however they put that. Um, and of course they didn't send money, but we got like a huge package. They, they sent us like a big box of all the, uh, the swag stuff that they give out to doctor's offices, you know, like seat cushions with the leg branding on it an umbrella, a bunch of pens and stationery. And I forget a bunch of little, you know, I think probably some koozies for cans, just a bunch of little stuff with Allegra all over it. It was pretty funny. Isn't Allegra a word in Italian? Allegra means fast in Italian. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's just a it's just a word in Italian. I don't know why they chose that as their branding or company name, but you know, hmm. I don't know. Made me think of it when you talked about the my name being in medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I looked at it and I'm like, hey, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we have that out of the way, <laughs> I have, nobody's ever put my name on anything. Well, it's the first name, Scott, but I don't think I'd get anything for Scott towels or Scott tissue. No, probably not. Yeah. There's a lot more Scots than there are. Yes, there are. A whole country, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you remember i think nice. there was a i think there was a move by oj simpson once to trademark the oj uh-huh and i vaguely remember orange that juice, the, i think the orange juice industry was like fuck you there's no <laughs> way so anyway um now the sanctified boilerplate here for episode 206 of the podcast as always you can leave your comments or feedback by emailing us at twdpodcast at gmail.com or by posting a comment on our Facebook page. Facebook. Is that on Facebook still? It is. <laughs> it is still there. Okay, I was worried they might have moved it over to Instagram or something. Yeah, I don't know. I'm about ready to quit Facebook, to be honest. Yeah, I, I'm I can't so, blame you. I'm so sick of social media, period. I just, it's amazing. It's like... It is really the realm of communi- realm of interaction in humans that is most likely like the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> There's really almost no consequence for acting like a total douche. Nope. In yeah. fact, it's embraced. In... It's, yes, it's embraced, and I think I think current uh, trends in our country only encourage it. Anyway. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> anyway, don't want to get too far into that, but. You can also give us a call on our voicemail line at 561-501-143 and let us know what's on your mind, Walking Dead or otherwise related to the show. Again, that's 561-501-1483. And again, to remind you, we changed RSS feeds, so if you're still going to the place where it's been since 2010, we're not there anymore. Uh, we use the same cover art, so you won't be confused at all. But the new feed is called The Walking Dead Podcast 2.0. That's the one you want to go to. Again, the cover art is the same, so, you know, there may be a dysphasia involved there. So, um, but the old feed is not going to update anymore past, I think, what, season seven. So, yeah. we put some of those episodes, season seven episodes on the new feed, but that's where you're going to find the new episode. So, get over there and subscribe today and, you know, your life will be perfect after that. Yeah, that's all you need to make your life better. Like, Just like, subscribe to Walking Dead Podcast 2.0. Like mine. <laughs> and yours. Yes, our perfect, wonderful Existence, lives. Existence, yes. And now on to the main event, our review of Season 8, Episode 9, Honor. 
Well, now that we are continuing the story after the hiatus, I'm hoping All Out War is wrapped up by the end of the season. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think they can do that. Mm-hmm. They're, ha- they're approximately, you know, they're actually towards the moving in the second half of what was the original story anyway. So I think uh, they can probably do that. And I think they've probably recognized that the fan base wants them to finish it too. Because this thing with Negan's been going on for two seasons now. Yeah. Part of a third. Yeah, the two, yeah, two seasons and then the end of the one before. But uh, overall, I like what they've been doing with it. But I think the show should be best served by a return. No. Overall, I like what they've been doing. But I think the show would be best served by a return to a more general cerebral foundation. Rather than just constant violent conflict. I think the show has had a lot of strengths when there's like a strategic kind of chess game going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think that's probably what bolstered the whole story with the governor was just the the maneuverings finally with the punch. Although a lot of people were a lot of people were um, disappointed by the battle at the end, but yeah, um, you know it did the job. The battle that happens in the middle of season four is actually the one that happens at the end of that storyline in the book. So, um, I think the next chapter with the Whispers, at least that's what they're calling in the book, will provide a more strategic-based storyline, Gary. Of course, (laughs) Carl is also a major part of at least the beginning of that storyline, so I'm interested to see how they adapt that now that Carl's dead in the show. But, uh, now for this episode, obviously the big thing was the death of Carl. Carl, unlike a lot of other characters, had been with the show since the very beginning when you see him in that brief segment towards the end of the pilot episode when Rick calls on the radio and they pick up his radio in the camp outside of Atlanta, but they can't really get a clear transmission. Yeah. So, you know, his death, unlike Beth's characterization, was the (laughs) death of an actual major character. That annoyed me that, oh, when Beth died, it was a major character. Not really. She was a supporting character, but she wasn't yeah. a major character. They literally built her up in, like, the few episodes before she died. Right. So you can't really count that. So she was a major character in the few episodes before she died. Okay, yes. <laughs> we can do that. So now that having been said, and this may seem a little insensitive, but the Carl portion of the show was the part I found the least interesting on several levels. Since that's the most prominent part of the episode and the thing that was promoted the most, I think we should delve into that first, Gary. Okay. You know, it was billed as a touching send-off for the character, which obviously Carl merited. I remember when we were doing Gotham, one of the complaints I had was that they didn't they didn't really respectfully dispose of the Fish Mooney character, who was mm. really a good villain and a major part of the season one. Yeah. Kind of brought her back, and I don't remember how that resolved at the end, but... Uh, I think not, she's still around in the show, but I'm not really yeah. sure. I haven't been keeping them up with that as as I once yeah. did. Me neither. <laughs> really been keeping up with any TV lately. Having three jobs tends to do that. Yeah, a lot of things will slip through the quacks. Quacks? The quacks. That too. <laughs> so, anyways, Bill's a touching send-off. Uh, he merited that. That's good. But I think it went on entirely too long. It was not at all original. He said goodbye to his father and Michonne and everyone else. They honored him for what he did to save the people in his community. I mean, that was nice what Daryl said to him. This is all good yeah. to you. And he handed out some pearls of wisdom that uh, only someone who's about to die seems to have. 
while his strength was fading, uh, thank <laughs> you, Dad. Uh, all of which is usually included in any death scene like that. So, I mean, it, it was nice. It was fitting for a character like that that they had a dedicated segment for him, but I think it just went on too long. You're right, though. It's just, it was very, and not even even not going into the length of it, it was just very by the numbers, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, nothing really stuck out. There was one or two lines that were kind of impactful, and then the rest was all just kind of the same as anything else. You know, any other death scene with, a, like you said, <laughs> a slowly dying, strength-fading character dropping off pearls of wisdom and, you know, everybody crying. It was kind of typical. Yeah, I just, I just, um, you know, when I saw the movie Nixon, mm-hmm. Nixon by Oliver Stone. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a not a short movie. No, <laughs> not a short movie at all. And I remember getting to towards the end, I'm going, would you just fucking resign already? And I was kind of feeling like that, okay, Carl, I get it, but it's time for you to move on to the other side. Carl, will you just resign already? Um, Carl, yeah. <laughs> I feel like Dr. Flocks in the Mirror Universe episode of Star Trek Enterprise. Would you just kindly die? <laughs> Very so, good. Just, you know, I, I, you know, even the whole thing where he, you know, put himself down. Okay, that's, yeah. I guess that's fitting, Carl. But even that didn't really move me at all. So, but I mean, it was again, it kind of like you know, he spared his father and Michonne from having to do that. And okay, that was good. He's the only one in that in that family there that had to put down. He had to put down his mother. Yeah. So I imagine that probably drove it. So in that sense, it was a fitting end for him, and and he actually did did something nice for his dad. By sparing his dad having to do that. So Yeah. And we saw that at the end of season one of Fear the Walking Dead where I think it's uh, Madison and, and I forget what the ex-wife's name was. She mm. said, if something happens to me, I need you to put me down because I, I don't want Travis to have that on his conscience. He won't yeah. be able to do it. It'll destroy him. So, or It, it was either her, Madison asked, that or the ex-wife, I think, was not I'm thinking about it, asked Madison to do it. And yeah. I think it's kind of funny. I mean, Madison, Madison was like, yeah, no problem. I'll kill my husband's ex-wife. No problem. <laughs> so I think she she did it at the end, didn't she? She didn't want to put, was it Elizabeth? I don't know. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. I believe she did it. Yeah. So anyway, uh, you know, even the... The attempted, you know, they attempted to do a reconciliation of sorts regarding Carl killing that dude who was surrounding him during the season finale of season three. An incident for which his father was very angry with him for a while. Problem yeah. is, problem is, Rick appears to have made peace with any of that after season four, episode nine, when he's sick and Carl thinks he might be dead. Well, mm-hmm. It's the pudding episode. Yeah. When they find the house that then they have to leave because Joe arrives. But uh, you know it, it had that seemed to be resolved like years ago, so it really didn't have the same impact when he brought it up. And I even had to take a minute to remember what the hell he was talking about. When did that happen? Oh yeah, way back then. Well, I didn't <laughs> ever have a problem with that anyway. So I thought Carl was right when he said to your dad, to his dad, you know, you tried to to make peace with these people, you tried talking to them, 
And look what happened. Mom's dead. We had all this. I did what needed to be done that you couldn't do. So stop arguing with me and go out and finish the job. Yeah. I That's the one that I'm like, you go, Carl. <laughs> I think that more he used that story just for impact. Like, yeah, of course, Rick had gotten over it. It's something that happened a while ago. But I think the whole thing seemed to be setting up that he was hoping his dad could kind of return to form um, instead of just being on this murder spree vendetta, you know. Um, I don't know. Trying to push him to be more, I guess, with his last words. You know, and be the man he really saw in his dad. The best version of him, I guess I should say. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. But by the same token, I you know, I, I don't think it really had the impact that they had hoped. No, it didn't. But I, I think that's what they were going for. But then, like you said, they drew it out too long and everything was just so... Well, that it didn't well, really... with, with with regard to that specifically, it's been so long <laughs> since that seemed to be resolved. I don't know what in the hell they brought it up again for. Um, hmm. I, I think there was probably other things more recently that they could have brought up. So, um, other than all of this anyway, I thought Carl Sunning was rather underwhelming. Since we all knew he was going to die... <coughs> The fact that he did and went through all that death scene was not as, I think, a big, suspenseful, impactful thing as it might have been if we didn't know. But either way, they did what they did, and, and it wasn't bad, but it wasn't all that interesting to me. But a couple of segments I did think were interesting in the whole Carl part was to find out that Carl actually got bit long before the saviors came to bombard the Alexandria. I thought he got bit while he was running through the tunnels. But he got oh, bit, no. he got bit when he was saving Sadiq in the woods, who yeah. lo and behold and Shazam conveniently turned out to be a doctor. <laughs> Look at that. Wow. I guess they wanted to replace the doctor they had in the prison who was Indian. Yeah. You know the old rumor that there's only one black person yeah, on the, the show at a door. time? <laughs> they got two main characters that are black that the the original thing was another in, in order for them to bring in a new black character the previous black character has to die i remember we were talking about that the revolving door because it was like yeah. at first it was morgan and then that was only like an episode and then it was yeah. t-dog and, and then, then t-dog died and then they brought on tyrese you tyrese know and it was just, tyrese and and uh and sasha and the commander burnham oh yeah and, uh, <laughs> Yeah, not a. That's a weird character she's got there on Star Trek, but anyway. Yeah. Um, I heard one person say they don't want to watch it because they just don't like the character. So. I'm I mean, like, I could see that. I don't really agree with it, but. Yeah, she's just a an odd duck, as they used to say years ago, and nobody does anymore. Anyway, yeah. So, so uh, they got Sadiq, this doctor now, so that's good. They have another doctor since the Saviors took the other doctor. Yeah. Then, yeah. So, you know, um, I also like the uh, the extended segments of the old man Rick stuff. That turns out that's Carl's premonition. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and uh, Eugene's there. I want to see how that happened. You know, it made sense in the book because he never turned against him, but he's he helped the saviors get out and did all this yeah. other stuff. 
And they... Well, Eugene at least was part of the group. To me, the other one is more. But then when you walk up later and Judas runs into Negan working in the field like he's the rest of them, I definitely yeah. want to see how that works up because that's not the way it is in the book. No. So not at all. I'd like to see what they did with that. But I'm, I'm interested in how, how Eugene and them reconciled the fact that Eugene turned on them. I mean, obviously, that was just a you know, dream sequence, and maybe some of it will come to be. But I'm curious, like you're saying, what they're going to do with Eugene, if he even makes it, of course. You know, but... Yeah, he has, he has a prominent role later on with his mm. scientific approach. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, now, I definitely want to see what happens with all that. But on the other hand, the stuff with Morgan and Carol was what I really liked. Mm-hmm. They really make a good uh, secret, silent commando hit squad, the two of them. Especially yeah. Morgan. I mean, what a difference. I mean, it's both of them are so much different than their characters in the book, especially. Well, Laird Carol would be and... so disappointed in Morgan. Who would? Wasn't it Laird, the guy that was his uh, no monk trainer? No. Oh, Laird. Eastman. Eastman, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, he'd be very disappointed in how he's using his staff. <laughs> I liked it. I didn't know that staff was like a sword, too, like a, a stabbing yeah. weapon as well. I thought it was just like a clunk, like it is in the game. Yeah. <laughs> but no, Morgan is like a total badass. And I'm wondering how they're going to recreate what he was when he run, you know, when he goes over to the other show. Yeah. I don't know. I think they still sh- still should bring... Michelle Ang back. Yeah. It's girl it was... with the fucked look on her. We're all <laughs> fucked look on her face everywhere. Yeah. What is that look she has in her face? She just looks pissed. Oh, that means she <laughs> thinks we're all fucked. <laughs> oh. I um. She's always looks like that. Yeah, I don't she know. She's like in a permanent like bad mood or something. We're all always fucked. She's like <laughs> Finn from Sharknado. There's a storm coming. <laughs> um... I gotta say though, we always talk about the, um, you know, the production and the uh, art design and the way they film things and stuff like that. I, I really appreciated the, um, the kind of duality of uh, Morgan and what was it, Henry, the little kid. Yeah. Um, Morgan and Henry's moment with Rick and uh, Carl's last moments, and kind of the. Both of them as father figures, uh, seeing what they've wrought, kind of deal. I thought that was really neat. Um, you know, obviously Rick and Carl having a more tender moment, but even they kind of echoed it where, um, as Morgan was chasing Gavin throughout the hallways, uh, Gavin was trying to stop him, and Morgan just kept saying no, and then Rick started saying no to reassure Carl. <laughs> Um, Rick started saying no to reassure Carl in kind of like a, in obviously a softer paternal way, but then Morgan sees the impact he had on this boy in a negative way, um, and it kind of took him aback. You know, I just thought it was really neat, the kind of, um, it was a simple thing. You know, it wasn't a very obvious, uh, I don't know what you'd call that, mirror image. You know, they weren't trying to exactly duplicate it. But it was kind of cool the way yeah, they did that, I thought. I'm just getting over the whole, you don't have to kill that guy. Yeah, actually, we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, Gavin, I found Gavin to be a, a, 
an interesting semi-conflicted bad guy, but hey, I don't have any problem with the fact that Henry killed him because he killed his brother. Yeah. Or wait, he didn't do it. That other that other asshole did. That's locked up at the kingdom. I mean, at the hilltop. But Gavin and Gavin clearly didn't like. Was really angry that the kid was killed. Yeah. He was actually seemed to be the nicest of the saviors for what that's worth. Yeah, like and you I said, mean, he actually cared. I I like and I really like the Simon character a lot, and not only because I'm a fan of the actor, but the I think Stephen Ogg does a phenomenal job with that character. That he's just uh, he's very competent and he's very realistic, and it's not like personal to him. It's really just all business. Yeah. With with Negan, it seems both personal and business. But with Stephen Ogg, it's just like, hey, this is the cost of doing business. I'm gonna have to whack you. Yep, that's the only way we keep people in line. On uh, AMC Premiere, which is how I watched the episode, since I wasn't mm-hmm. able to watch it on TV before we recorded, but The Talking Dead, which I was afraid Yvette Nicole Brown would be on there. Mm. She was not. It was Greg Nicotero and Chandler Riggs. Oh. I watched a few minutes of it, but I could tell what it was going to be. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, it was just Chandler Riggs recounting how much he loved being on the show. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I know what he's going to say. Yeah, it's all the same stuff they all say right. when they leave and, the show. And he's such a great actor. He was such a good... I mean, did a, he did a great job, but I really was kind of over the Carl character by the time he went, so uh, it didn't really bother me. The Glenn death, I was pissed off of mainly because Glenn's death in the book is a really, really important moment in the story, <clears throat> and they yeah. fucked it up. By faking, yeah. us, by faking us out and then killing Abraham at the same time, I think they should have got rid of Abraham in a different way, but not this way because it really, it really eliminated, it really reduced the, the whole impact of Glenn going. And anyway, water under the bridge. But yeah. I, I thought the the whole thing with Morgan and Carol going in there to get to save Ezekiel was really a good segment and that they just one by one eliminated everybody that was there down to uh, down to Gavin I thought that was great I'm, I'm interested to see what happens next and it seems that it seems that Ezekiel's kind of come back from his post Shiva funk yeah and I was glad to see that too that's not what happens in the story yeah but uh I'm still wondering if they're going to pair him up with Carol, because it seemed to be where they were kind of going with that. Um, in the book, he he's in a relationship with Michonne, but uh, obviously that's not the case here. So <coughs> anyway, I'm looking forward to see how that plays out. That uh, I didn't see the previews for next week, because they don't put them when you watch it on a streaming service. Yeah, so, I didn't look it up either. I may go on my DVR here after we get off and check it out, see what's next. But uh, I'm interested. It looks good. And, and what with Rick, I wonder if Rick is going to become like Reckless Rick now that his, uh, probably not because he has a daughter too, but I think he's going to be like unhinged for a little while. Mm-hmm. You know, now that Carl's gone, because Carl was like the single focus of his purpose of surviving was to protect his son. And now his son is gone. But maybe he'll turn that and they'll adapt Carl's part into Judith later. But 
they'd have to make her a lot older a lot faster so i don't know what they're gonna do with that maybe they'll have enid or maybe henry will be the the new carl i don't know do you think carl will have a lasting impact on his dad in in any not in any way obviously obviously will somehow but um in, in the vein of what carl was hoping no not immediately yeah. not immediately yeah, I mean, I thought maybe, maybe I was not hoping for that, but I kind of thought maybe it would. But then um, I saw a quote from Andrew Lincoln that uh, that he'll be hunting Negan with an axe for the last few episodes of this season. So, um, well, maybe. Who knows? The dream is right. He missed. Yeah. <laughs> that dream is right. He missed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, I hope they. I'm looking forward to it. See what what happens next. I think uh, again, but I hope they conclude it over the next seven episodes because they need to try to get back what they've lost, and maybe uh, Angela Kang will do it, the new showrunner. Yeah, we can hope. Yeah. All right. Well, now we have uh, appreciated, much appreciated, some listener feedback to go over. So here we go, listener feedback. Yeah, we actually got um, a couple posts on Facebook. I put out a little post uh, Sunday night to ask people to drop in any comments. And um, the first one is from uh, Jeff Rhodes. <laughs> His comment says, Best, comma, it ended. Worst, the writing. The music selection during Carl's montage. The song distracted from whatever it was Carl was doing. Uh, next up, Carl just talking and talking and talking. Uh, the next one, the obviousness of them changing Morgan so that he feels he has to leave the crew at the end of the season. Uh, and he fi- fi- final finalizes. <laughs> he wraps it up. That sounded like Porky Pig. That's all, folks. He wraps it up with the whole thing was predictable. Which, I mean, kind of mirrors what we said. Uh, on some level, yeah, yeah. Um, a little more pessimistic, I think, than us, but you know, the same kind of idea. Uh, n- next up, our uh, second comment here, uh, our final comment, was from our good friend Michelle Jones. She said, "I'm really enjoyed it, and I'm not ashamed to say I cried at the end when you heard Carl pull the trigger." Morgan and Carol seem to have reversed their beliefs with each other. I knew it was happening before the break, but it's completely apparent now. I don't understand that shot of Rick towards the end with him sitting propped up against the tree bleeding. Was that another imaginary thing or real? I think. And actually, a, I think that's an out of sequence thing. I think they yeah, they showed really things out of that. they've shown things out of their temporal sequence. So I think that's something that happens in the future, but it's we don't know where in the timeline it fits. Yeah, it does seem out of order though, especially yeah. with the. The wound and all that. Like, remember in the season finale, they showed the part with him digging, and then they yeah. showed another part, and, and it's all out of out of uh, time, timeline sequence. So, yeah, 
be interesting to see what that leads to. Considering how some of the group is ready to just kill all the saviors, do you think there will be some pushback from them if Rick keeps his promise to Carl about making that vision he had real? And if there is a pushback, who do you think it'll come from? Most of them seem to just want to follow Rick and what he wants. I don't know. I don't know either. I could um, you know, I could it, see there being some pushback. Rick may be trying to change his technique, or not technique, um, approach a little bit. Possibly. Could be. Possibly. I just don't, I don't know, Gary. Yeah. I'm done trying to predict shit because I'm usually wrong. Yeah, me too. I actually thought the Carl thing was a fake out because of the part of the dream that he's in, but clearly that was his dream, so he's in it. Yeah, I really thought it was too, but... Or is it a dream within a dream? Inception. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyways, Michelle wrapped it up saying, all in all, not a bad episode to return with, and I'm interested to see where the whole group goes from here. Yes. So I'm down with that. We know they're, they'll be going all the way through season nine. Yeah, <laughs> at least get one more year. We'll see what happens after that. Indeed. So, All right, well, thank you for writing in. Appreciate it, and keep it coming. So, All right, well, that is our episode for this week. Remember to leave your comments and feedback by emailing us at twdpodcast at gmail.com or by posting a comment on our Facebook page, and you know where that is, in Trollville. <laughs> and you can also give us a call on our voicemail line at 561-501-1483. By the way, Trollville does not, ap- does not apply to people who listen to this show. Just the general oh. geographic location of Facebook is in the land of the the internet trolls. Oh, I assumed you were saying that our Facebook page was in the White House now. It may be. <laughs> if suddenly we lose contact, Gary, that's why. Okay, makes sense. We've been on. We've been uh, observed by the National Security Council. <laughs> so, because we're really that interesting. Yeah, we are. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, maybe you are. I am the least interesting man in the world. You should get a Dos Equis sponsorship. Yeah, but that's the most interesting man in the world. I yeah, would, I know. I would be like be... the Un Equis. <laughs> un Equis? Or Mitai Equis. That would be a fun ad campaign, actually. Like, you sitting next to the most interesting guy in the world with your Un Equis, you know? Yeah, of course, I wouldn't be sitting with him because he wouldn't be seen with me. No. That would make him less interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You drag him down. Yeah, I had the time to do that. Yeah. So anyway, there's never been a better time to be... A nerd! Stay safe wherever you are, and we'll see you back here for our next episode. Touchdown. Yes. (laughs) Football emoji. That's all, folks. I want to thank all of you for not being here today and not having this meeting with me or or being seen on your way out. That's our show for today. Thanks for joining us. Please check out our website for all the latest news and updates at thewalkingdeadpodcast.com. 
and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Walking Dead Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at TWD Podcast. If you like the show, let us know what you think. You can email comments and feedback to twdpodcast at gmail.com, as well as leave us a review on iTunes. You can also post comments on our website and Facebook page. The Walking Dead Podcast can be heard at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Podbean.com, and SoundCloud. If you're an Android user, you can also download a dedicated Android app at playerfm.com and the Google Store. Please help support The Walking Dead Podcast by visiting our sponsor, audible.com, and signing up for your free, no-obligation trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash dead. Many of our sound effects are provided courtesy of free SFX. Please check them out for all your sound effects needs at www.freesfx.co.uk. Once again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you back here for the next episode of The Walking Dead Podcast.